Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Seth Goldberg with you up until 2 o'clock. And as we do at this time every Monday, we're pleased to be joined by the Hall of Famer, Floyd Little, brought to you by William Matar and powered by Driver's Village. Floyd, great to hear from you as always. How are you hey, today? Steve. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm really, really good. But really saddened by uh, the display of what we did uh, in New York, uh, both basketball and football. It's just... It was a tough weekend for Syracuse uh, Orange. Yeah, Dino Babers, I just came from his press conference uh, right before the show started, and he said what he was most disappointed about was that Syracuse didn't play well. He said Notre Dame did, and he said, I'm not even sure that, that we, you know, meaning Syracuse, could beat Notre Dame even if they did play well, but but that was what disappointed him the most. What, what are, were, your, were your takeaways from that game on Saturday? I, I was disappointed. I was, I was saddened. I was for the players, and... Uh, Something happened that they didn't play the way they had been playing. They had a bad game, but I thought they were sure well. In fact, you and I spoke, and I said that I thought they could beat them. Uh, they just didn't show up when Dungey got hurt. The, the things just everything went, went awry. You know, the interceptions, the lack of uh, of really uh, intestinal fortitude, if you will. They come out the second half, run three plays and out. It just I mean, when you're down like that, you you, you got to throw the ball a little bit. You got to take some chances. And we didn't uh, play the kind of game that we had played up to that point. I, I you know I still think that you know we thought that we were hoping they win six games. They won eight, and uh, but but after winning eight games, they spoiled us a little bit because we thought they were a lot more competitive than they than they were in that game. Not that they're not competitive anymore, but I, I just. There was something missing in the game. I mean, we're on the big stage. Uh, They just didn't step up to the plate and play like they're capable of playing. This is a good football team. And uh, didn't play that way. They they were intimidated. They were afraid. But they showed signs during the game, if if you can recall, in the second quarter or third quarter. They played like they had been playing. They didn't do anything, but they played a lot better. And uh, I, I just saw that it seems like I don't. I'm not saying they quit. They quit on me, but they didn't play up to the level uh, that all of us expected them to play at. You know, Floyd, you mentioned Eric Dungey going out, and and he got hurt really early in that game. How much do you think that that kind of took the air out of the sails of this team and and really deflated them? Oh, before he went out, we were struggling, but uh, you know they looked to him for for his leadership and his strength and his abilities to move the football team because he had been for, for all of the years he's been there. But, yeah, that took the air out of their sails. But when that happened in the, in the past, when Tommy came in, threw a nice pass, it was dropped. If he would have caught that pass, it would have changed the whole dynamics of the game. Then the interceptions and the sacks, and, and then we're just running the ball. We're just running and running and running the ball. I, I, I questioned that, and I uh, had some concerns that we, we ran the ball more than I thought we should have. I think Notre Dame was was better than some people thought. Um, we've now seen both Notre Dame and, and Clemson up close and personal this year. Uh, just curious to get your thoughts on on those two teams, and and do you think Notre Dame is is good enough maybe to win the whole thing, or are they still in your mind a notch behind you know Bama and Clemson? Well, the way the Citadel was playing Alabama in the first half, <laughs> <laughs> I was questioning Alabama's ability. Sure. when they came back and put fifty points up. Uh, that's a different story. But, yeah, Notre Dame, 
we we should have beaten Clemson, and Clemson was ranked number two. Two Notre Dame was ranked number three. We should have beat Clemson, uh, hands down. But I don't think on our best day we could have beaten Notre Dame. Notre Dame showed their strengths, their talent, their ability. Defensively, they were they were off the chain. I mean, Syracuse had averaged forty points and couldn't get couldn't get seven. Uh, Notre Dame showed a lot, but can they win it all? I don't think they can win it all against Alabama. I still think Alabama is uh, a man among a man a man amongst boys when they play, and their whole setup, their whole system is set up to just destroy teams. And you got to be a pretty strong team to play against Alabama. But I think Notre Dame will give them a fight, but I don't think Notre Dame can beat Alabama. You know, I, I heard you say something uh, a couple minutes ago, Floyd, that I, I wanted to circle back to. The The running game in the first half was really good. Mo Neal averaged about six yards a carry in the first half. Uh, Dante Strickland about seven yards a carry in the first half. But it sounds like you were surprised they stuck with it for, for as long as they did. I, I was surprised to hear that coming from you as a, a former yeah, running back. Running, but, 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 you know, when you're down like that and you're not playing well, you don't have your quarterback in there, you have a, a good quarterback, a backup quarterback, uh, and, and and he's not going to run as much as Dungey would run. But when you had came out in the second half, Seth, and you were three and out, three and out, and then you know, I said, well, what, what, what's going on here? We have to have some throwing in there to keep it uh, keep it where it's supposed to be. But we, And then we got the ball back the second time, and we ran the ball two in a row. And I'm like, well, what are we doing? We we got to get back in this game. We got to get back in this game. I realize I'm a running back and like to carry the ball, but I also want to put some pressure on the defense and give the other guys a chance to catch the ball and get down the field. But I didn't think uh, we our play selection second half I it was questionable. Uh, Floyd, one thing that's come up, uh, you know, following the game and that's been discussed for the last forty-eight hours or so, uh, the the field goals that that Syracuse uh, kicked late in the game when they were, you know, inside the ten-yard line, a couple of short field goals. Andre Schmidt missed the first one, and then with ten seconds left, uh, you know, he he did make one to you know to avoid the shutout. You have a problem with that at all? Just curious, to get your thoughts on well, going for a well, field goal I, there. I think it comes down to a coach never wanted to be shut out. Sure. That's the bottom line. I mean, we, you know, we shut out by Clemson uh, a couple of years ago. And it's at a point where you don't want to leave with a goose egg. I mean, it's just, it's just a psyche of coaches. I've seen it in the pros. I've seen it for years and years and years. Our teams are down 50 points and they get a chance to, to make a touchdown and they don't, the fourth and five, and they're on the five yard line. They're going to kick the field goal for the most part. So they can't, say or it's not on their record that they were shut out. I mean, most, no coach want to be shut out. So I don't blame Dino for going for the field goal. To, so it's, you know, it's not 36 to zero. Uh, it's now it's 36 to three. So, I mean, three points don't mean anything to, to fans, but it means a lot to a coach and the coach's team. You know, Floyd, there, there's still a lot this season to, to be happy about. There's still a lot to be accomplished. Uh, Ten wins is, is still on the table when you include a bowl game. How how do you think this team turns around and now looks to next week? And, uh, you know, d- is it made easier by the fact that it was a blowout? And, and I'm not saying you get over it faster, but, you know, maybe you've, you you move on a little quicker knowing that game was so far out of reach. Well, I, I think still they've had a great season. The fact that Notre uh, that Boston College lost a, a team that we beat, Florida State, 
it gives us hope that we can end the season with nine games and, and 10 with the bowl game. Uh, it was a game every year. I mean, we seems like we have a game where we get beat, we get blown out. That wasn't the right game to get blown out in New York on the big stage. But, uh, yeah, getting them back on track, beating uh, Boston College, going into a bowl game, beating somebody in the bowl game, uh, that helps uh, stabilize the team and helps it grow. I saw a lot of recruits at the game. I'm sure a lot of them are not happy about how we ended the game, but uh, I still think Dino is doing the right thing. He's building the daggone castle. He's got the walls up. Now he'll get the top on and – uh, he'll have a, a football program that's going to be competitive every year. I mean, he, the fact that he's only dropped six points, six six spots, that he's uh, f- from 12th to, ni- to 19th or 18th or 19th, I think that's what it is. But uh, he still has done really, really well, done better than a lot. He's moving his program in the right direction. And I think next year will even be better. Yeah, Syracuse number 19 in both polls. Uh, incidentally, the Orange opening is about a touchdown favorite uh, to beat BC next week. We're joined by Floyd Little. He's brought to you every week by William Matar and powered by Drivers Village. And, and Floyd, we do need to switch gears here uh, before we let you go. I wanted to get to uh, last night's 60-minute story. I'm sure you had a chance to watch it. A uh, heartbreaking story on our good friend uh, Tim Green. I uh, just wanted to get your, your thoughts uh, on the story and, um, and, and what your reaction was to the piece last night. Well, it was, that was a sad thing. I've been in this box at the game uh, three years ago. Uh, I was supposed to have lunch with him two years ago. Uh, I've spoken with him several times. He must have deteriorated very, very quickly. I mean, he went down very quickly because when I was in his box a couple of years ago, he was fine. I never knew he had any inklings of having ALS. But uh, seeing that made me sad. I was, I was a little emotional when I watched him trying to talk. Uh, trying to coach, hanging out with the son. And it was just, for me, one of the greatest players in Syracuse's history, a great player at Atlanta where he played, and uh, an author, a Rhodes Scholar, a lawyer. Uh, To see him struggling the way he was struggling because of the effects of of the game that he loved so much. Uh, You know, I got to tell you guys uh, that I, uh, I cried a little bit. Yeah, it was a, a very emotional piece, um, you know, and, and at one point, you know, during the piece, Floyd, and I know you saw it, so you're aware of this, but for our listeners who didn't, he was asked, you know, how much do you think the game of football has contributed, you know, to, to you uh, getting ALS? And, and he said, you know, I, I think it contributed a lot, if not all, it, if not, it's, you know, the only reason. And I know this is a, I know this is a topic that's, that's near and dear to your heart. You and I have talked, you know, off the air about concussions and CTE and, and, and all of the you know, the medical issues that can come from the game of football. Do you think the sport is doing enough, the NFL and, and the college game and on down, do you think the sport of football is doing enough these days to try and make it safer to avoid things like this in the future? No, I, I really don't. I know that the targeting that they have in the college football and and some of the rules they have in the, the National Football League, no, it's not doing enough. And I had a talk with, with uh, the commissioner a couple of years ago when I picked a the Broncos second round draft pick uh, when they had the draft in Philadelphia. And he and I, and I've known the commissioner for years. I said, have you considered uh, taking the face mask away? Uh, that would certainly help cure a lot of the concussions because a guy is not going to come in uh, face first with no face mask. So one of the things I, I mentioned to the commissioner is take the face mask away. 
that'll make the game safer. All right, Floyd. Well, well, listen. I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, your insight. Anything else on this subject that that you'd like to share? Well, I just know that uh, the team will rally back. This is the team that uh, don't know if they're going to have Dungey to end the season with. Uh, I just know that they got to go to BC to get this thing back turned around. Uh, they all know they're going to a bowl game. They play a little looser. But they got to play for some respect now. I think we lost some respect across the country to where we got beat by Notre Dame. Uh, we were ranked uh, 12th and got killed by the third-ranked uh, team in the country after playing the way we played against the second-ranked team in the country and only only to be embarrassed by the third-ranked uh, team in the country. Syracuse is not a bad football team. I mean, we before the season started, you, Seth, and I were hoping that they win six games. They've won eight with the opportunity to win 10. Yeah. This is a lot more than any of us thought about. So let's just give them credit for that. And let's just know that this is the last game for this class that's turned, helped turn this whole program around. That a win against BC will put us at nine and three with a possible bowl game to go 10 and three for season. We haven't had that in 20 years. So, uh, I'd like to say congratulations to this football team, to this coach and his coaching staff. Thank you for bringing us back where we can get ranked again to be recognized nationally as not a powerhouse, but a competitive program that can compete with anybody on a given day. And I hope that the Syracuse University will find a way to make sure that Dino Babers is our coach for a long time to come. All right, uh, Floyd, as always, appreciate the time. We'll do it again next week. All right, thank you. All right, there he is, the Hall of Famer, Floyd Little. Phone lines now open the rest of the way at 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.